Which one comes first, Elvira code completion or the launch of Deep Root Pinball production? Head over to my bookie to see the current odds and place your bet today. And in related news, Straight Down the Middle of Pinball Show released their Halloween special edition episode on YouTube reviewing the new Elvira game and dressing up as everyone's favorite 90s best friends, Wayne and Garth from the SNL skit Wayne's World. Spoiler alert though, Greg rates the game a B+, Zach shills it as Stern's newest bye-bye-bye. The only thing more predictable than these game reviews is Canada's failed attempts at reporting factual news and whining about every new released pinball machine. Where's the magic? These rules are too tough. You're an idiot to spend 10000 on a pinball machine. H- have you heard I spent $80,000 to drive a Dodge? Well, Zach Manny, the Dodge Demon is much more than $80,000, and I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Because I hear stuff like that, and I hear people making fun of me, trying to get you the truth in the pinball hobby, and you know what? I get chalked up as a whiner and a complainer and as a negative influence in the pinball world. And here's what I want to do on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I want to tell you a true story. I want to tell you what actually happened on a recent Stern pinball release. And I want to tell you a story that Zach Many would never tell you. He, he would never have the guts to tell you the reality of this story because he just wants you to buy every single thing that Stern Pinball puts out because he, he's a distributor. And, he, and, and, and that's fine, I get it. But you know what? I'm just tired of the insults. I'm tired of people pointing fingers at me saying I'm not good for the pinball community because very soon, very soon, and I mean this, I'm just gonna go away. And you can have all of your other like 35 pinball podcasts that do nothing more than say everything is awesome when you're in the pinball hobby world. You know, look, I think when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, there's a reality and then there's like an illusion. And you can live in a world in which you just like use your illusions and you think that pinball machines are worth $15,000 with absolutely nothing in them. Or you can stop and actually think about what the hell is going on in this hobby. And for me, it's more about the latter. Like what is going on in pinball, okay? So I want to tell you a story about the most expensive pinball machine 
that has ever been offered to the world for sale, okay? There have been many pinball machines for sale, many, hundreds, hundreds of them have been for sale. But only two machines in the history of pinball have been for sale at this price, okay? And I'm talking about $15,000 machines, okay? In the history of all of pinball, only two machines have successfully been for sale for that much money. And you know what they are? I'm not even gonna count Magic Girl because the game didn't work and I know it was $16,000 and there was like 25 buyers. Two machines have been offered for sale for $15,000. It is Batman Super Limited Edition from Stern and Kapow, and it is Elvira Signature Edition from Stern Pinball, okay? Now, should we not, should we not, as a community, expect the games that are offered for us for sale at the most expensive price in the history of the entire pinball world should we not expect them to deliver and to somehow be worth it at that price point? Now, look, you know me. You know me. I mean, I've been saying it since they announced it that if you're going to charge that much money for a pinball machine, it should be worth it. Like, you should go the extra mile to actually put stuff in it. Now, here's the thing. Here's the story I want to tell today on this pinball podcast, you know, the pinball podcast that whines and complains and gets it all wrong, okay? You know, maybe Zach is right, we get it all wrong, but maybe Zach doesn't wanna hear this podcast because he's a distributor and he sold this game to people and he actually shilled this game to customers. Let me, let me tell you the true story behind this game because I think the truth of how this game came to be is important. And I think we also should analyze the reality of how this entire community completely, completely allowed this game to come out and didn't even like raise a finger when the exact same thing happened a few years ago in which everyone went bonkers. I'm going to explain what I mean by that in, in a few seconds. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. What is the name of the game that Stern gave us? Was it Elvira Super Limited Edition? It wasn't. No. The name of the game that they delivered for $15,000 was Elvira Signature Edition. Okay. Now, if you go back and you look at the history of all the pinball releases in the world, there have been only two times in which a signature edition game has been released, both of them from Stern Pinball. Now, here is what I have an issue with. So if you go back and you ask yourself, when was the last time that a signature edition game was made available? Do you, do you remember? Can you guess what it was? Do you remember what the reaction was to it? Let me, let me remind everybody out there, okay, Zach? Okay, you know, Canada whining and complaining. This is not me. This is, I'm going to read for you the reaction from the pinball community. The last time a signature edition game was released to the world. And it was four years ago. Okay, four years ago when Kiss Pinball came out. Okay, and Kiss Pinball released this signature edition of its limited edition game. 
and Kiss the Band was given 50, 50, ironically, the same amount as Elvira. 50 Kiss machines were sold through the Kiss fan base, and they were sold for $12,500. And the only real difference in the game was the fact that there was a signature plate signed by the members of KISS. Okay, now if you go back, if you go back and you open up that thread, here's the thing that kills me, all right? Whining and complaining, Canada, go away. Okay, I'm gonna go away, Zach. The world's gonna get their wishes. Canada's Pinball Podcast is going to disappear one day soon. And then the only shows people can listen to will be yours and they can, you know, they can vote for you for the Twippy because it means so much to you. I get it. You think you're more entertaining than me. You think you're, you think you're a better show than mine. It's not the reality. It's not the truth, okay? Here's the thing. Four years ago, when this news was put out there in the world, let me, let me tell you what the response was, okay? 73 downvotes and three upvotes. It was one of the most negatively received posts of all time and Jared from Stern like made the announcement like hey you can buy a, a kiss signature edition now i want to read for you the response from people when this was announced okay now, now keep in mind $12,500 kiss signature edition in which the only real difference was uh, you know that the band was selling these through their fan site Okay, are you ready for the response that we got from people? Okay, here we go. These are actual commentary and, and responses from people. Number one, is anyone in the KISS army that brain dead from all the drugs taken in the 70s and 80s to actually fall for this? The next comment, I'm a huge KISS fan, but I would never, never, ever pay $4,100 extra for four signatures, that's just completely crazy. I'm sure there are some people who would, but damn, man, that's just NVTS nuts. The next comment, you should be ashamed for even posting this. These prices have clearly crossed the line of price gouging. Stern is so concerned about not allowing the distribution channel to discuss prices in public how about not allowing them to rape their customers like this? And that post alone, right? That post right there, that got 29 upvotes, okay? The next comment, KISS owns these machines. They can sell it for whatever they want. Don't see it any different than everyone charging a premium for Tron, um, you know, B-I-B-L-E and the rest. Stern has nothing to do with this sale. These machines are the property of KISS. Now, I want you to remember that post and that comment because that comment was accurate. Those games were given to KISS to sell to their, their fan base at an exorbitant amount of money. Remember, those games were $4,100 more than the KISS LE. And people were saying, well, wait a minute. It's not Stern's fault. It's KISS's. Those are KISS's games, and they can charge whatever they want. Okay, the next comment. Who cares anyway? Well, major kiss tards will, but I would bet very few will be stupid enough to pay $12,000 for a $5,000 pinball machine just to get this signed instruction card. 
kiss success with merchandising, the really expensive stuff is a myth. That stupid, gigantic $5,000 book they sold a few years ago moved very few copies and left the publisher bankrupt. And the last comment I'll read you. I have no problem with KISS trying to sell their pins for whatever amount they want. They are their pins. I don't think it's in bad taste for Stern to support price gouging, especially here. Okay, now, what I want to do for you on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast is I want to tell you the true story of this Elvira Signature Edition. And I want you to remember what happened with KISS because this is the second Signature Edition game in the history of pinball. The first one was KISS. Now remember, Stern gave KISS 50 games to sell. KISS sold them at an exorbitant amount of money and everybody, as I just read, went nuts and thought they were stupid. And they still have not sold all of those 50 signature editions. Now, how is it that four years later, four years later, another signature edition game comes out and sells out almost immediately? And it's the similar type of game. There's really nothing in it at all that differentiates it from the regular game. But how did we as a community go from hating the fact that we were all getting raped by the KISS Signature Edition to everybody cheerleading the fact that people were buying Elvira Signature Edition for $15,000? And remember, this is even more expensive and the price difference between the Elvira is even greater than the KISS price difference when that happened. And I'm just here to tell you, this is why like, I don't even want to do this podcast anymore. I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to like have a show. I, 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 just, I, I just feel like, am I the only one who sees this stuff? Am I the only one who, like, when you understand the truth of these situations, am I the only one who's like upset by it? Am I the only one who thinks that if we support this behavior, that the customers out there, that you out there are going to get less from the manufacturer because of what happened with Elvira. Now, I don't know if you saw this week, and you should go look at it. Go look at what Stern actually sent people in the Elvira Signature Edition. The, the, the game is out. They, the, the, it, it is the most laughable, it is the most pathetic uh, pinball machine ever. And I say that, and, and I mean that. I mean, if you paid $15,000, for an Elvira Signature Edition, you are a sucker. And you got suckered in to what I think is the biggest joke release in the history of pinball because what did you really get? What did you get for $5,000 more than an Elvira LE? What did, what, did you see like the couch piece? It's not even attached to the apron of the game. It's not even like there permanently. It's on a piece of paper which you could get at any like show that Elvira is at, that Cassandra goes to, you could get that. Okay, but here's the truth. Here's the truth of why it all went down the way it went down. Now, it, it was supposed to go down the way it went down with Kiss. And everything I'm about to say right now is the God's honest truth. You will not hear Zach Sharp like saying this isn't accurate. 
you will not hear Zach Many saying this is not accurate. You know, Canada, who spits all this negative news and he's always whining and complaining. He's, I just want to give you guys out there the accurate truth of what went down. So if you if you zoom out and you say, well, wait a minute, like what happened here? Here's what happened. Those 50 games that were 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 supposed to be the signature edition games, those 50 games were supposed to go to Cassandra and her and her like e-commerce site. She was supposed to sell those games to her fans the same way Kiss sold their 50 games to their fan base. Okay? So if you think about it, when Kiss had 50 games and charged $4,100 more than the LE was worth, everybody said, this is crap, this is BS, this is garbage. Cassandra was given 50 games too to sell to her fan base with very little additions to the games. And it's the same sort of like, this is crap, this is garbage, this isn't worth it. But why didn't that happen? Well, here's what happened. Here's what happened, and I think it really, it really is a telltale sign of where we are in the pinball hobby right now. Okay, here's what happened, and this is the god honest truth. And and you can you can stop listening to me, and you can think I'm just a negative Nancy. No, but I I just want you guys to know the truth. So Cassandra was supposed to and to sell these games, like that was what the agreement was with Stern. She was supposed to sell these games to her fan base through her site. Right, you were gonna buy these through the Elvira fan club, okay? And what happened was this: at the eleventh hour, they said no. We don't want to be responsible for these games. We don't want to sell these games through the Elvira fan site, and they walked away from that deal, okay? And so then Stern Pinball, who remember because when Kiss did it. Nobody blames Stern for that exorbitant price, like that obnoxious price. Everyone was like, well, this is just Kiss selling these games to their fans. It's not Stern to blame. It's Kiss. But then Stern Pinball, okay, here's what they did. They did something that I think is, is, is smart as a marketer. They basically sold them through their distributors. And what happened, I think, is the greatest tragedy in all of pinball. I'll tell you why, and I'm honest with this. I don't. I don't care. I really don't care if you, if you don't if you don't like what I'm about to say right now. But Stern's distributors and Stern's sales force, they basically hoodwinked and suckered every single person who bought this game. And I, and I'm going to be honest when I say this. There is one distributor out there. He's there. He's a big distributor for Stern. I honestly think he's the greatest man on the planet Earth because he told me, Chris, don't buy this game. Like, this is not worth it. There is nothing in this game that is worth $5,000 over the price of an LE. Okay? And he was completely honest. I'm not going to name his name. But the fact of the matter is this. How did, you got to ask yourselves, how did these 50 games sell so quickly and yet the 50 KISS versions of the same type of garbage offering got 73 down votes and got slammed by the pinball community? How did the exact same thing happen with Elvira and yet it was 100% embraced and sold out in 24 hours?
just just ask yourselves that. How did we as a community run to a $15,000 game with no additional features, nothing? I mean, think about it for a minute. The art package on this Signature Edition game is the same exact art package as the LE game. They didn't even change the art, right? The arm, all they did was do the foil art, which cost them nothing, and armor. So how did this game become so popular, sell out so fast, and receive so little backlash from the pinball community, yet the KISS Signature Edition was met with such hysteria and, and backlash? And, and I think the answer is simple. I'm going to say this on this podcast right now, and I don't care. I don't really care. I, like, honestly, I don't even want to do this show anymore because I feel like I'm just one man on an island talking to you about stuff that, like, it's like nobody else wants to talk about this stuff. And here, here's how it happened. When KISS was going to sell the game through their, through their like, you know, own channels, it was easy for people to point at it and make fun of that and criticize it, right? But the second Elvira wasn't sold through the Elvira fan club and was actually sold to us through distributors, it changed everything. And there's a little thing that distributors do. It's this, it's this machine that they turn on, okay? And Stern distributors are their greatest asset. They are. A Stern distributor will call you up and make you feel like that you're special. And, and that's what they do. They, 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 they make you feel like, I've got something. I've got something you can buy, but I don't have many of them. And actually, this is what they always do. Actually, I've only got one more left. And if you buy it now, you will buy my last one. That's what they do. They, 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 they call up all of their best customers and they create that fear of missing out. And it's a little known like, like sales tactic they all do. I don't have many, you know, I, I, think I've got, I think I might have one more. Do you want it? And that's how they get you. Okay, and then you buy it, right? Oh, oh, okay, okay, I got the last one. And you know what happens after that? That distributor calls up the next guy and says the same exact thing. Everyone feels like they just got it. They just got in. They got the last one. There was hardly any left, and they 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 made it. They they you know. And I just went through this with with Medieval Madness Remake Royal Editions. It's like, you know, my distributors like I you know they're sold out. Like I'll save you one, okay, okay. Then two days later, I see on Pinside, I've got a few more. If anybody wants any, well, what the f? I thought I got the last one. You told me they sold out, and you were saving me one. What the hell was that about? And it's all bullshit. And I, I don't. I, I'm sorry for cursing. But once the Stern Distributors had this Elvira Signature Edition, they basically did that to everybody. They hoodwinked every single consumer with the fear of missing out. And this is why you're never going to hear like Zach like call it like it is. Like I here's why I don't want to do any more podcasts, and here's why like I'm just tired of this entire single hobby. Because how can Stern Pinball with a straight face? sell us a $15,000 game in which nobody is actually criticizing the fact that the game has jack shit in it. 
and this game cost more. The price difference between an Ellie and his signature edition is more money than an entire, you know, you could get a Stern Pro game and an Ellie, or you could just get the signature edition. Like they didn't give us anything. And where is the outcry? Where is it? It's it's not existent. Instead, I've got to listen. I've got to listen to people make fun of me, to people mock me, to people say I'm a whiner and a complainer. Wait, wait, what, I don't understand that. Like, why isn't Zach? Why why aren't the other people out there in the pinball world like outraged that the most expensive pinball machine of all time from a pinball manufacturer it like comes with jack shit? Like, where's the outrage? Like, what? We're just supposed to, like, just take it lying down? And they sold out immediately. So what does that mean for you, the buyer? What does that mean? That Stern can just say, oh, 50 with, like, oh, 50 with, like, uh, you know, like, well, different armor. Di- you know, we're going to change, like, a, 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 we're going to change a $200 thing in the game and make only 50 that way and charge you $15,000, and that's okay. Okay. Well, now you know the story. Cassandra refused to sell the games. Stern was left with them. Stern kicked them to their distributors. And their distributors went down their list and found 50 suckers. And it is the suckers edition. And and I don't know any other way to call it. And and I, I love the fact that because I'm trying to like give you what really happened, I'm called a complainer and a whiner and all this stuff. Okay? Now look. There's another really interesting story you should go ask. Go ask Greg Ferris. Go ask Greg Ferris. Who's responsible for this game actually coming to fruition? Wasn't him. He knows the truth. He, you, know, you want the truth in pinball, right? Maybe it was a guy who's starting a new pinball company who has Dennis Nordman on his roster. Maybe he was actually the one who's responsible for getting Elvira 3 out into the world. How's that for pinball drama, okay? Wasn't Stern, wasn't Greg Ferris. But see, these guys don't want to tell the stories. And I'm just here to tell you that a lot happens behind the scenes. A lot goes on that you don't know about. And the only reason I do this pinball podcast is to try to entertain you, but also try to get to some of these stories. And I don't appreciate, I don't appreciate People like making fun of me and mocking me for trying to give you the truth and trying to expose the things that really happen. And it might not be good for business. It might, but, but here's the thing. I'm on your side as the buyer, as the customer. And the fact that 50 people ran and bought this game with that garbage package, you don't even get a topper. You don't get anything different in playfield art. You get no mechanisms. $5,000 more for that game. Five, and, and four years ago, as a community, we shunned that kind of behavior. We laughed at that kind of sale. We collectively thought it was a joke. And why is it four years later, everybody ran and bought it? Why? Because distributors called you up and made you feel like a special person. And rich people, rich people, this is, this, is, this is the ultimate thing in life, the ultimate lesson in life. When you tell a rich person that there's something that they might not be able to get, that they can't have, that they might miss out on, they do the dumbest thing ever and they just go and get it, okay? Now look, 
This is episode 415 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. And I just want to tell you guys, I, 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 I don't even know like what I want to do anymore with this show. And I'm just going to talk to you. I'm just going to go like off the record or like off the cuff. And, you know, I was talking to another pinball podcaster today and he's telling me like, you know, this is, this is when you're your best. Like you need to like, you need, you need to, you need to find the balance in, in your podcast. And, and I love it. I love it when I get feedback, you know, as the number one show, I love it when people give me feedback on how I can like be better. Okay. But I'm here to tell you right now that I don't think there's balance in the pinball media or podcast landscape. I don't. I think every most people are all just shilling everything that goes on in the pinball world. They, 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 they would never in a million years, if they even if they knew information that was damaging to any of their you know buddies at their big companies, they would never report it. They would never say it. And I'm not here to like take down companies, but balance, balance when it comes to covering a industry or hobby means you call it both ways. It means, you know, and, and, and no greater example of that is it than the play field issues. And this is something that like, if you go back and look at like the play field issues that were happening in pinball, like nobody was talking about it. And then like, I just harped on it. And then people are like, stop being a broken record. Like, bye, bye, bye. And I, I, I don't know. I don't really, this is why I don't want to do this anymore because I feel like I try, I try to stick up for the people who are buying these expensive non-essential toys and I try to tell you guys the truth. The truth is even Stern thinks that Elvira is a joke at $15,000. They never would have sold this game to you for $15,000. If Stern was behind this game and from the beginning, if they were planning to sell you a $15,000 signature edition, they would have done much more for you. So don't even blame Stern. This is all Cassandra's team basically dropped the ball on ripping you off on this game. This is the same thing as Kiss Edition. Like there was no difference. But it's amazing to me that even though Stern like couldn't hoodwink people through the Cassandra like, you know, sales page, you still all bought it. And so this is why part of me doesn't even want to do this podcast anymore because it's like this community is a bunch of suckers for 50 people to buy that game without anything in it so now what what message does that send what message does it send to all the pinball companies out there that you can sell a fifteen thousand dollar pinball machine with with jack s-h-i-t in it what what message does that send how do you think jersey jack feels when he wakes up and he's like wait a minute are you telling me that I'm working so hard to make my games so much better and, and, and superior to what Stern's doing. And I'm struggling to sell $12,500 collector's editions. And these guys just sold a $15,000 game. Oh, what's different in it? Nothing. Nothing, Jack. Nothing. It's, it's, it's the sad state of the hobby. It's the sad state of the hobby. And maybe it's just a sad state of the high end of the hobby. And yes, I would agree with that, but that's just the reality. I've never seen a pinball machine sell for so much money with so little in it, 
But I'm just disappointed in all the other pinball like media out there. There's no outcry. There's absolutely no outcry from anybody else. In fact, in fact, what's happening is what you heard at the beginning of the show. I'm getting mocked. Like, like they're making fun of me for being like upset about this. Well, I'm sorry, Zach. Like, I'm sorry, pinball distributors. I'm sorry, other people out there. This is BS. The fact that this game sold and that everyone just stood on the sidelines and clapped about it is garbage. And it's the reason why you don't deserve anything more. You don't. None of you do. None, as a community, nobody deserves more for their money because you all told, you sent a message to every distributor out there and manufacturer out there that you will buy garbage for $15,000. It's not worth it. It's a great pinball machine. Absolutely. It's a great pinball machine at $8,000. $7,000 more for some armor and a piece of couch on a piece of paper. It's not even on the apron. It's, it's I don't know. It makes me, it makes me sick. All right, everyone. Episode 415 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. You know, the last thing I want to say is this. And I've invited Zach on this show many times and he just won't come on. And I don't, I don't get it. Like he goes on other shows. He, I just want to have a conversation. Like it'd be nice to debate flipping out pinballs distributor on topics like this. And if you know, if you want to passive aggressively make fun of me and mock me on your show, that's fine. But I'm a man, all right. I'm a man, and I'm I'm asking Zach to come on the show and let's just have a conversation about pinball. Now it's just it's just that simple, and and the the fact that he won't do it, I don't know. I think you know, and and he keeps telling me like, oh, I'm gonna win the Twippy for best pinball. Po-. You know, look, look, Canada's pinball podcast. I don't shy away from any topic. I don't shy away from talking to anybody. I'll talk to anybody. I'm going to go talk to my friends at at, uh, at Special One Lit uh, on, on Monday night. But like, I just don't understand it. Like, how can you claim to be the voice of the hobby? How can you claim to be the the, the biggest content creator in pinball, and yet you are afraid to talk to the number one pinball podcast in the world? And th- and that's that's it. I'll leave it at that. So keep making fun of Canada. Canada's just a whiny complainer from New York City. But at the end of the day, 50 pinball machines at $15,000 got bought. And it. I think that is one of the worst moments in pinball history because it showed Stern Pinball that they can make money by doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I'm here to tell you that I think that that is terrible and I think it means that we're gonna suffer as consumers and I think we should be calling the 50 people who bought those games suckers because they got nothing, okay? Absolutely nothing for the money. And if you disagree with me, hit me up at canadapinball at gmail.com. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) 